You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Clemson Nation, what is up? Welcome to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's right, it's a daily glance, Monday through Friday, into Clemson Athletics. And right now, the hot topic still centered around Clemson football, especially coming out of the postponement slash cancellation of the Florida State game last Saturday. And it's not even time to turn the page to Pitt yet. That's what's crazy. Going to have to continue to talk about this a little bit more this week. Got some more scorched earth from Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney. Going to get to that in just a few moments. And then also some reactions from the players and just reactions in general from other people, including Florida State head coach Mike Norvell. And then wrap things up with a Heisman watch involving Trevor Lawrence. Not going to do a Tuesday Tiger of the Week this week. Going to skip that one. It'll be back next week. Just so much going on right now with this Florida State saga, and it does affect Trevor Lawrence and what he's trying to do in terms of winning the Heisman Trophy. Get to that coming up closer to the end of this episode. I'm your host, Brad Sinkoff. Please follow me on Twitter, at Brad Sinkoff. That's S-E-N-K-I-W. And please hit the download button, subscribe button. Help the Locked On Clemson podcast continue to grow. You can check me out also at allclemson.com, where I am the deputy editor and write daily covering the Tigers. And also, I am the co-host of the Press Box on 105.5 The Roar in Clemson. Let's get right into it. Again, more scorched earth from Clemson head coach Dabo Swin. He had his call-in show with the fans on Monday night. And again, uh, Coach Swinney not really backing off, not backing down, continuing his stance that this game should not have been postponed, that Clemson did everything in its power to play this game against Florida State on Saturday and put all the blame on FSU. And, in fact, here's some of the quotes. I'm just going to read them to you. Uh, Dabo on his call-in show uh, was talking about the medical people. He said it's an insult to medical people. Quote, I don't give a crap what they say. I know what the facts are. End quote. Clearly, again, He's challenging Florida State's medical team there. And the medical team is the one that refused to play the game. This did not come from Mike Norvell. This did not come from the players. There was not a revolt in the locker room for Florida State saying, we don't want to play. This came from the medical team. And they answer, of course, to Florida State administration. So, yeah. Uh, A couple other updates. Coach Sweeney did say that there were no positive tests on Sunday when they got back from the short trip to Tallahassee. They tested everybody. No one was positive. And um, this, of course, stemming from the player, one player who did test positive on Friday, traveled with the team on Saturday. And certainly that has been uh, the big story coming out of this. And the reason that Florida State continues to say it did not want to play the game. Well, here's a quick timeline. And I'll get back to Coach Sweeney in just a moment. But here's a quick timeline. Uh, of how this went down. Matt Conley from the state newspaper did some research, figured this thing out, and here's what he came up with. The Clemson player, the offensive lineman who was involved in this, on Monday he had mild symptoms, did not practice, tested negative. Remember they test Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. On Tuesday he had mild symptoms, didn't practice at all. 
Wednesday, felt better, they let him practice, and he tested negative. So now, all of a sudden, not showing symptoms, tested negative for two tests in a row, felt better, they let him work out. Then on Thursday, he again had no symptoms, They he, he practiced, again, tested negative. Then on Friday, no symptoms, traveled with the team, and the positive test came out Friday night, Saturday morning, whichever it was. They isolated him, quarantined him, and sent him home. So that's the timeline. So at no point, according to this timeline, did they allow him around the team in practice when he had symptoms. And so it's really hard to know. And he had two negative tests in a row. So it it really begs the question, what did Clemson do wrong? If the player did not have symptoms and tested negative twice, would you not let him be around the team later in the week? On Thursday and Friday, would you not travel him if he had two negative tests in a row and no symptoms? I mean, this is November. This is late November. Everybody's got the sniffles. I got the sniffles right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm having a hard time because here in, here in South Carolina in the upstate, I mean, our, our weather's going from 80 one day to 40 the next, and it's driving me nuts. But this is the time of the year. Everybody's going to come down with something. And so I, I I fail to see where Clemson erred on this in terms of the player because it just it appears to me like they did everything they were supposed to do. They didn't let him practice when he had symptoms. But he kept testing negative, the symptoms went away, and they let him practice. And they took him down to Florida. So I'm I'm still again, what is it the medical team had such an issue with? You know, Clemson offered to stay in town, test everybody, get everybody uh, negative, and then go play the game either Saturday night or Sunday or even Monday. Clemson said they would stay around that long, and Florida State didn't want to do that. And look, there, there's some logistics, logistical issues in that. I understand, but it still was was pretty clear just how little Florida State wanted to play this game, and that's why Coach Winnie continues to go uh, on the warpath here. No, no, no pun intended, uh, but he has just been. He, he's been nonstop about this, and he still feels like his team should have played this game, should have been on the football field. And he reflected that again on a Monday night. You know, I, I thought maybe Monday night in his call-in show, he would he would back off a little bit, you know, maybe sort of kind of say, okay, yeah, you know, it's it's really still upset about this, really hate it for my team. Uh, we're we're going to move on to Pitt. He didn't do that. He didn't do that at all. In fact, he continues – to go pretty hard on Florida State about this. So this is this is far from over. I mean, he he said things like it's a bunch of hogwash. Uh, he said if I'm telling the truth, uh, or he said, he said if telling the truth is wrong, then guess what? Too bad. I mean, he just <laughs> he just will not back down one bit. I mean, I'm not saying I, I blame him. Uh, he's certainly taking this personal. He said it's a shot at our medical people. And he, he just he's just clearly upset about everything that, that went on here. And look, there's some things that probably went on behind the scenes that we just don't simply know. Like we don't know what the conversation was in that room between the two medical staffs and exactly what the debate was and what the issue was. So I don't think this is going away. Uh, Coach Winnie's gonna address the media again on Tuesday after or Tuesday morning, and who knows? Who knows what he says then? But I, I don't think he's gonna let this go. Uh, until at least, I don't know, well, I, who knows? He may not let this go. This may be something that lingers in to even next week and the week after. And still waiting on the ACC, hands on the hips, 
holding the breath, waiting to find out if they're going to do anything in terms of rescheduling this game. John Swafford did release a statement, or he said a statement to ESPN uh, saying he hopes to get this game played, and you know it's in the best interest of safety and, and medical and all that kind of stuff. But I think the ACC going to do everything they can to uh, sort of separate themselves from this situation. But at some point, they got to do something. Coming up next, going to get into uh, what the reactions were from other people. I told you a lot about what Coach Sweeney's had to say. That's been ma- basically the main focus for the last couple of days. But now I'll let you know what Coach Norvell at Florida State had to say about all this and what some of the players felt like when they found out the news and what they think about the safety that for them because they're the ones at risk. It's a holiday week coming up here, and you're going to get a chance to hopefully hit the reset button, uh, get ready for what's next. Great way to do that, especially while football's on. Oh, there's a beer that goes great with football. It's ice-cold Coors Light. It is the beer that is made to chill. Think about it. You're going to get cold-filtered, cold-lagered, a cold package, literally made-to-chill beer, fresh and crisp as the Colorado Rockies. It's the perfect way to unwind, take a moment for yourself this week during the holiday, kick back with some friends, some family, watch football, and enjoy that ice-cold Coors Light. It's what I reach for when I want to unwind. So when you want to hit the reset button, you got to reach for the beer that's made to chill. And the cool thing now about Coors Light, you can get the new look delivered straight to your door. Get.CoorsLight.com. That's Get.CoorsLight.com. Com. Drink the beer that goes great with, with football, no matter the time, no matter the day, no matter the situation. Please sit back and enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Coming up tomorrow on Locked On Clemson Podcast, we're talking about Dabo Sweeney. Did he continue to go scorched earth Tuesday morning? I'll let you know on Wednesday. Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney was not the only person to respond to what happened on Saturday as Florida State decided they did not want to play the game against Clemson and refused to have the game there in Tallahassee, and it led to a postponement slash potential cancellation. More on that later. Uh, Mike Norvell, the Florida State head coach. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to rip Mike Norvell. Um, he, he's in a bad situation here. I honestly don't know how much the first year Florida State head coach had to do with any of this. Like, I don't know how much say he had in it. Uh, this feels like an administration slash medical team issue. I, I I sort of believe Mike Norvell when he said he 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 wanted to play the game. He had his team ready. I don't think you go throughout the week and put in the hours and the effort and everything that goes into preparation just to be like, ah, eh, no, nah, I don't, I don't really want to play. Like that just doesn't sound like what coaches do. Doesn't sound like what players do. And I, I'm confident that Florida State's players wanted to play the game. They're competitors. You know, they they know they're 35 point underdogs. They don't care. They want to go play the game. That's what you do. 
That's why you play football, is to actually play football. So I'm, I don't think Mike Norvell is necessarily in the wrong here. The problem is he's left defending his university for a decision that was probably out of his control, that was over his head. We've all been there. You know, you've, you've had a boss who told you, hey, you got to take the fall for this, pretty much. You know, like, you're gonna, whether this goes right or wrong, you got to tow the company line, you got to say all the good PR stuff, and you essentially got to take the blame if this doesn't work out. And I'm not saying this has, hasn't worked out or, or has worked out for Florida State, but clearly, you know, as he's sort of, as Florida State's sort of getting attacked on one end from Clemson, Mike Norvell's on the other end trying to defend his university. And I totally get that. I don't, I don't blame him. He has to do that. Like, he can't side with Coach Sweeney, but yeah, you're up. Coach is right. We should have played this game. That's a terrible look. I mean, that'll get you fired. You go against your bosses. So I understand what he's saying. But here are some of the quotes from Mike Norvell on Monday as he pushed back a little bit to what Coach Sweeney had to say about COVID being an excuse to not play Saturday's game. Quote, that's the thing I would say is disappointing. When you hear accusations of reasoning or intent, we're trying to do this the right way. Football coaches are not doctors. and Some of us might think we are, but there's a reason why those advisors are able to make the decisions from the information that is provided. And Coach Norvell obviously knows everything Coach Sweeney had to say. So he added some other things. Quote, we cannot be careless with this. We can't be reckless. No matter what your personal feelings or belief of the virus is, it's real. We've got to live up to our end of the bargain, being leaders of a team. No matter how bad you want to play or no matter what's the desire to compete, we still have an obligation to keep them safe. And he went on to say, you know, he understands that Clemson lost $300,000 on this trip. He said, if contributions need to be made, I'll sign up to make one. So in some ways, I think he's trying to make this right. In some ways, I think Coach Norvell understands Clemson's side. And I don't, again, I think he's just trying to make sure he toes the company line here. And look, this is 2020. This is a COVID era. This is a pandemic. It's not really popular to go anti-COVID here. It's not really to go anti-health and anti-safety. And that's one of the reasons I think Coach Swinney's taking a lot of flack right now from the national media. The other reason is the national media just doesn't like Dabo Sweeney. They want to go after him. You know, they they want to attack him. But if, if you're and I'm I'm not against going after coaches and holding them to a high standard and, and saying that they need to uh, represent this or that and do things the right way and, and safety needs to be first. I, I'm not against any of that. But make sure it's factual. And I think Mike Norvell is is trying to kind of calm things down here, defend his, his own university at the same time, defend his football program. I don't have a problem with Mike Norvell right now, what he's doing. And I don't have a problem with what Dabo Sweeney's doing. Both guys are, are, are trying to navigate something that really no one knows how to do. And we've, we've never seen anything like this. And you kind of hate to see it go the way it's going. Uh, but right now, I'm not really blaming or attacking any coaches, okay? This is a tough situation. Coach Sweeney wanted to play. He is passionate that he felt like his team was ready to go. They met every standard they needed. Coach Norvell's bosses or whoever, his medical team, whoever's above him, decided that they didn't feel safe about this, and he's left to try to defend him, the, the university. Both, n- Neither guy's in the wrong here. I know we always got to have a right and a wrong and a, and a good and a bad and a, a hero and a villain. No, no. Sometimes both guys make valid points, and facts are facts. Medical's medical. I get all that. But why, why attack either one of these two coaches? I, I just don't think that's fair right now. Uh, but that's that's not that's not what we do in 2020. We have to attack 
somebody. Other things that were said um, uh, earlier this week about this situation, you know, Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator, uh, told the story kind of when Coach Sweeney came in there, and everybody kind of thought like this wasn't really serious. In fact, Elliott said, quote, my heart just dropped. I was kind of waiting for Coach Sweeney to come in and say, no, I was just kidding. But as they continued to talk, you could tell it was very serious, and he was kind of watching the room, and he could tell that the players uh, were very disappointed when they heard the news. And Mike Jones Jr. Uh, said this on the linebacker, said this is just how things are. You know, he said it's it's, it's low-key heartbreaking, but it's all good. You know, he, he's just trying to uh, handle it like a young person and deal with it and move on and get ready for what's next. thought this was interesting. Matt Bockhorst, the uh, offensive lineman for the Tigers, did say that he feels like everything has been on the up and up when it comes to testing. Uh, he feels like Clemson has done everything the right way. He feels like the, he, in fact, he said trainer Danny Poole, our medical staff, sports medicine, they've done an incredible job. To suggest that we're fast or loose or we're just kind of nonchalant about it is untrue, just baseless. So Matt Bockhorst saying that Clemson does everything the right way, said, quote, I would be shocked if there's a better system in the country. We're lifting with masks and gloves on. He said they wear the N95 mask and face shields when they get on the airplane, when they're on the bus, and they take, they've almost doubled their buses to transport the players, and guys are six feet away from each other. Like they're, they feel like the players feel safe. If the players didn't feel safe, I think they'd say something. Coming up next, going to break down the Heisman race. What did this Florida State postponement, what, what did the loss of playing this game mean for Trevor Lawrence in the Heisman race? Where does he stand? I'll tell you about that in a moment. Go, go, go. You never seem to stop. You always need a little boost of energy, a little something to get you through the day. Really just a way to get over that, that wall, whatever it is. Maybe it's, you know, picking up the kids and, and, and cooking dinner and getting them to bed, getting their homework done. Maybe it's, you know, that, that last nine on the golf course. Maybe it's the last three or four holes. That's where it always gets me. My wall is I can never seem to get over the last three holes. Got to stay focused. Got to have that energy. Got to push through it. Well, there's a better way to do that now. You can just throw in Built Go in your bag. Built Go is a great way to stay focused, to get energy, plus you get protein. It's an incredible product straight from the folks who brought you Built Bar, and it comes in a little 1.5-ounce package, so you just you have it handy whenever you need it. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and way better results. Three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, Chocolate coconut, chocolate mint. It's got the collagen proteins. It's fast absorbing, so it gets in your system very quickly. It's easy on your stomach. It's all natural. It tastes good. It'll make you feel good. It promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So the stuff will literally make you look better while also making you feel better. Go to BuiltGo.com today. Use promo code LOCKED. That's LOCKED. You're going to get 20% off your next order at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Going to wrap things up today with a look at the Heisman Trophy race. And it's not going quite well for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, if you remember, the last time you saw Trevor Lawrence on a football field, October the 24th. It's been an entire month since he's been on the football field. And that has really, really hurt his chances at the Heisman. And so have the fact that other guys have played really well. But if you don't play, you can't win the Heisman, right? I mean, that's sort of sort of how it goes, and he has not been on the football field enough, and I've been very adamant that I thought he still had a chance to win this, he was in this race, 
you know, back during the beginning of the season, he was my pick. Uh, I thought all things he did off the field were going to help him. I thought that the, you know, the movements and and his ability and the fact that he was going to be on the best team in college football, number one preseason, it, it just felt like everything fell into place for Trevor Lawrence to be the first Clemson player ever to win the Heisman Trophy. I don't think it happens now. I mean, I, I think this has now become more of a pipe dream. Uh, I don't I don't even know if he's even in the race, technically, in a lot of ways. Right now in the odds, according to Bet Online AG, Trevor Lawrence is plus 1,000. He is 10-1 to 1 now to win the Heisman. A week ago, before the Florida State decision, he was plus 350. He, he almost tripled. He went from plus 350 to plus 1,000 just because of one game that wasn't played. And, and, and it sounds like it should be a lot more than that. It wasn't just one game. It's the culmination of now missing four consecutive weeks of football. One was a bye week. Now he had another bye week. He missed two games because of COVID-19. Could not play. Could not be out there with his team. One week because he had the virus. And then the second week because he was still going through finishing up the protocols and the guidelines and all the testing that you have to do to get back on the field. But he hasn't played in so long. And this is a popularity contest. It just is. Whether you like that or not, sometimes the best player in the country is not the Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, it always goes to a quarterback. And you can't just guarantee me that the the best player in the country is always a quarterback. So that's, that's not football. So clearly this is a popularity contest. You've got to be seen and heard and watched. And people need to be talking about you. And they need to see you throw touchdown passes. It's as simple as that. And no one's seeing that. So, you know, I, I kind of have to, I guess, go back now on what I said. I, I do not think he wins the Heisman at this point. In fact, I think it's over. I think the Heisman race for Trevor Lawrence has come to an end. What, if there's any chance for him to get back into it, so much of it is out of his control, which is why he's not in the race now. He didn't purposely contract COVID. You know, he didn't tell Florida State he didn't want to play. So a lot of this stuff is nothing he can do about it, but I, I don't see how he's in the race anymore. Uh, Kyle Trask leaped to, ahead of everybody. The Florida quarterback became the favorite last week. He was plus odds a week ago. I think it was plus 150 a week ago. He's now minus 175 to win the Heisman Trophy. So it's almost like he's distanced himself from everybody else. Mac Jones is plus 300, the Alabama quarterback. And then Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields is plus 400. Trevor Lawrence right behind those guys. But but Trask continues to play really well and throw touchdown passes. He threw three more against Vanderbilt. He's got 31 touchdowns on the season. Trevor Lawrence has 17. He's just simply not going to have the numbers. And some of that is because of the, the lack of games. Same thing for Justin Fields. Fields just isn't going to have the numbers. Fields isn't winning the Heisman Trophy. This, to me, comes down to two guys, Mac Jones and Kyle Trask. And mainly because they're going to get a head-to-head battle against each other, we think, it's likely, in the SEC Championship game in a few weeks. So to me, that's the Heisman Trophy. And it's probably going to go to Kyle Trask, although I still think Mac Jones has a, has a decent chance of winning it. But the two biggest favorites, the guys like a no-brainer that one of them was going to win the Heisman, whether it was Fields or Lawrence, that's over. That's done with. I don't think either one of those guys can win the Heisman, and I think it's going to be up to those two SEC quarterbacks. So Trevor Lawrence has 17 touchdowns. He has 700 fewer yards than Trask passing. He's just not going to make up for this. There just isn't enough time, and I think it's going to be another year 
or two or three before Clemson can win another, can have a chance to win a Heisman Trophy. DJ Uyongale is going to get a chance. But everybody thought Trevor Lawrence was a lock to get it, and it just does not seem to be the case. This wraps up Locked On Clemson Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Make sure you hit that download button, that subscribe button, and follow me on Twitter at Brad Sinkoff, S-E-N-K-I-W. Looking forward to another episode tomorrow. Make sure you tune in for that. Get a little more into the pit game later on in the week as the fallout from Florida State continues, but we will start talking about pit coming up. Uh, before the week is done. It is a holiday week. It is Thanksgiving. Be safe out there. Hope you have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow, Clemson Nation.